Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated our safety show on Safety FM. Down to audio torture. The rated R safety show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, 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 welcome to this grandest Monday edition of the Rated R Safety Show. Coming to you live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, today it's Monday, August the 3rd. Just in case you're not sure what time it is, it is 12.01 Eastern Time. Anyways, today is 200 in the 16th day of 2020, just in case you did not know that, because you might have been lost inside of the vortex of what the hell we got going on here. Anyways, we are streaming live on safetyfm.com, safetyfm.tv. 
and a whole bunch of little different weird platforms that are out and about where they like to share our content. And that's perfectly fine because I perfectly enjoy it. Also, if you're listening to us later inside of the day, we could be coming to you via podcast. And that's okay, too. By the way, just in case if you ever got lost inside of the scenario, we are a radio station first, followed by a podcast, followed by some kind of streaming service stuff. So whatever that factor is. Anyways, just in case if no one's told you, I want to make sure that I tell you this, especially after the weekend. Love is universal. Enjoy that one. Anyways, before I continue on, as we go down the path today, normally the layout of the land goes like this. We start talking. We have some conversations. We talk about what's going on inside of the news. I give you my versionality of what the hell I think is going on. And then, of course, we have some pros that come in and give you their version of the news, which is normally kind of spot on. And mine is kind of messed up when it comes to all that stuff. But that's kind of the way that it goes for the most part. But you kind of know that because... That's what most of the show consists of, is the messed up version of my world on how I talk about things. Anyways, before I start rambling too long, because I have a bad habit of doing that, let's get you started with some feature story news. We'll get that moving and grooving, and then we'll get you into my nonsense. And maybe you'll like that too. Here is the news on the Radio Bar Safety Show. From feature story news in London, I'm Holly Hudson. Microsoft says it will continue plans to buy the US operation of social media app TikTok following a conversation with President Donald Trump. The news comes after the US president threatened to ban the Chinese company over national security concerns. Nick Harper reports from Washington. Several days of confusion ended with a Microsoft statement saying CEO Satya Nadella and President Trump had spoken and talks aimed at purchasing part of TikTok are going ahead. The US tech giant says it fully appreciates the president's concerns and would conduct a complete security review of TikTok to ensure that any data of US users would be transferred to and remain in the United States. As part of worsening relations between the US and China, President Trump has accused TikTok of harvesting Americans' personal data for the Chinese government. Microsoft hopes to acquire the US, Canadian, Australian and New Zealand operations of the video sharing app from the Chinese parent company ByteDance and aims to complete discussions no later than September the 15th. Melbourne is shutting down shops, factories and other non-essential businesses as authorities fight a second wave of coronavirus. The city's five million residents will also be put under a nighttime curfew after an earlier lockdown failed to contain the virus. It means about one million workers will soon be staying home. Tests which detect coronavirus and flu in just 90 minutes will be rolled out across UK care homes, hospitals and laboratories next week. Stuart Smith reports from London. The publicly available tests currently administered in the UK require, on average, a 24-hour turnaround period and an uncomfortable procedure. These new tests are faster, easier and can distinguish between flu and COVID-19, for which symptoms could otherwise be easily confused. Another advantage is they can be used in non-clinical settings, such as offices or schools, as the test requires no medical training. There's no publicly available information on their accuracy, but John Bell, a professor of medicine at Oxford University says they produced the same sensitivity as current lab-based tests. The business minister Nadim Zahawi says 450,000 new tests will be sent out from next week and the testing machines will head to hospital labs and other settings. And at least 100 people have died in recent days in the northern Indian state of Punjab as a result of drinking illegally made alcohol. Our India problems. Hong Kong, same. Germany, same. Belgium, 
same. So we're all struggling with this problem, which is that as soon as you begin to re-afford the virus opportunities to spread, of course it's going to take them. Its life depends on it. 95% of the world population plus have not had the infection, therefore they won't have any vestige of immunity and they can catch it. Tomorrow, his thoughts on the future of vaccine research and how soon there might be a breakthrough in the battle against the virus. He is highly sceptical about claims that an effective vaccine could be rolling off production lines in sufficient quantities within months. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. FSN is an independent source of news for TV, radio and digital networks worldwide. You can find more of our minute-by-minute updates on Twitter. Follow us there at Feature Story. And we have a wealth of audio and video stories from our global news bureaus on Facebook. You can find us there by following Feature Story News. Stay tuned for further updates right here. But for now, that's the latest Feature Story News. Nick Harper reporting. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. I have to tell you, the news definitely did take a dump a little bit earlier than expected. I don't know what happened there. Anyways, I normally like to talk about the weird stuff that happens because most people won't. So I think it's kind of cool when it does happen because then it's like, oh, did he just talk about that? Yeah, I did because that's what I do. I do some weird stuff. And it's okay. Anyways, before I start getting into my regular nonsense, craziness, whatever you want to call it, let's get you into, well, what are we going to get you into? Maybe a disclaimer or two. Maybe that's what we'll do. Kind of threw me off. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. So let's do it right away. A New Pew Research Center surveyed found that over three quarters of American adults blame the Chinese government for the global spread of the coronavirus. Yeah, you heard me there. The survey, which polled about 1,003 individuals, was conducted from June the 16th to July the 14th, showed that 73% of adults have unfavorable view of the country, making the most negative rating in the last 15 years that the center has been conducted the polling of the subject. So what do you think? What is your general thoughts about Chinese and China and so on? Do you have some kind of weird thought process about the whole thing? Now, this is not hate speech. This is a survey that's being conducted by the Pew Research Center. Just want to bring that up. By the way, before I forget, because I do tend to forget a lot of things. Duh. Over the weekend, I had somebody contact me. (laughs) And apparently I said something last week that, we'll say this, triggered them. And what happened was the following. So you know how we, you and I talk all the time and we have these conversations where I say, listen, before you do X and I tell you this, do your own vetting. Well, the person reached out to me and was not very excited that I said that you should vet your own news stories. Okay, that's cool. Whatever. Um, so they wanted to come out and see how I tr- what I was able to go through all of this news stories as I actually move forward on what's going on in the station and how I'm able to vet so much news and how do I find this and why don't you have, I guess, some versionality of a debate. Now, if you are aware on how this show works, and I hope you do because you've been here for a little bit, I don't do interviews on this show. We only do guest 
host. You can come on, host the bad boy. I don't care. Perfectly fine with it. Um, but that was not an option. They said that that would not fit into what they were trying to accomplish. Now, I, I thought the accomplishment piece was trying to figure out what the hell, how I vet my news stories. So I would give you some kind of, not an indication of what you should do. I would say, here's where I get this. This is what I do here. This is what I do here. And run with it. And keep in mind that that is open to anyone. If you're watching me in La La Land, you can come in here and take a, a stab at this. You can take a stab at what I have going on here. I have no problem with that. I always tell people that you're more than welcome to come and hang out. And the cool part about the whole thing right now is that we could do it all virtual. You don't even have to come here. So how crazy is that stuff? Anyways, before I forget, like I always tell people, you have to make sure that you cash in, get all your stuff in regards to when we run a contest. So let's talk about it. Um, Let me make sure that's the right one. No, that's not the right one. Let's do this. Caller number, well, let me tell you what I'm going to do first. I got a few of these left. If you're interested, I'm going to be giving these away. So caller number five right now on the hotline is listed on the bottom, 866-930-SFM1. You got it. It's all yours. And we'll play it right after this. Here we go.
listening to something magical. <laughs> You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Well, 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 hopefully that went good. Thank you, Rebecca, for calling in. Sorry, it took a little bit longer to get the details down. But anyway, so now we are back and about, so let's get this rolling and bowling. So let's talk about a couple different things, as you already heard. So let's go from there. Three people face charges linked to the largest Twitter breach ever, affecting the account of prominent figures such as Bill Gates and Barack Obama. The Hillsborough State Attorney's Office in Florida, yeah, you heard me correctly, said a 17-year-old was the mastermind behind the hack, posting messages of high-profile Twitter accounts seeking Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin. He faces 30 felony counts, including 17 counts of communication fraud, organized fraud, and fraudulent use of personal information he has been charged with as an adult. His two accomplices face including conspiracies to commit wire fraud and international access to protected computers. Twitter's released a statement of the arrest on Friday praising the swift actions of law enforcement's investigation and will continue to cooperate as the case progresses. So what do you think? What do you think? We have to talk about it for sure. You know that this was going to come up. So holy hell, dude. How crazy is that? You know, 17-year-old mastermind. And I and I'm, I probably should use that term loosely because I don't want to influence people. But 17-year-old was able to pull that shit off? I mean, that's crazy. I mean, let's talk about it for sure. You know, at that age of 17, being able to pull that off, and it sounds like I'm glamorizing it. Glamorizing it. And that's not the case behind the whole thing. What I'm trying to do is say, wow, he really had a really pretty big skill set. And what he was doing, and I know hacking and skill set, there is such thing as ethical hacking, just in case you're not familiar with the term. But something to think about. So as we talk about it, you know that these are wasted skills now because he will probably not be able to touch a computer anytime in the near future. That's for sure, as we know about that right away. Anyways, talking about Twitter real quick, did you hear about any of the trending hashtags from over the weekend? So maybe we should talk about a little bit of those. So let's go from the top. Trending hashtags over the weekend was Sessipedes. Mets outfielder Jonas Sessipedes has opted out of the rest of the 2020 MLB season for COVID-related reasons. So that was one that was actually making the the sequence. Now, I don't know. I'm not a big sports person in regards to watching all kinds of sports, unless it's MMA. Um, So have you been watching baseball? I mean, I'll tell you, I did take a a small gander at it last week because I was intrigued on having the cardboard cutouts out there in regards of having the fans. And I guess, you know, that's what you're going to have to do right now. So that's one that's interesting. Splashdown was the other one. Astronaut... Astronauts Dog Hurley and Bob Beckin splashed down in the Gulf of Mexico Sunday afternoon aboard SpaceX Crew Dragon spacecraft after nearly two months in space. That was another one. Let's go to the third one that was making the sequence of events. 90-day finance. Fans of the TLC show were critical of certain stars' moms on Sunday night's episode. Many compared her to the Grinch. So the 90-day finance anyways last one or oh, no there's two more to go let's go trump has no pl- no plan was another one trump has no plan twitterverse was blah was bashing president trump for not yet announcing a new health care plan many suggest that he might have been too busy golfing i don't i, I just read what's there man <laughs> it was it was trending and then very scary people fans of the, were loving sunday night's episode of 
Headline News, or HLN show, Very Scary People. The show hosted by Donnie Wahlberg chronicles the twisted lives of some health and most frightening diabolical characters in recent history. So that was something that was making the rounds, as you could actually know there. So continuing on and talking a little bit about that, astronaut's dog, Hurley, and Bob Beckson. <clears throat> and I said dog, and I meant Doug. Doug Hurley. Into their historic two-month trip of space Sunday afternoon when they splashed down in the Gulf of Mexico. The SpaceX crew, Dragon spacecraft, renamed Endeavor by the astronaut, blasted off on May 30th amid the blaze of publicity. The mission marked the first launch from American soil since the final space shuttle f- flight in 2011. And was an important milestone in the gray agency's commercial crew program so something to think about as we do bring that up i think it's pretty exciting i mean space is space and you know not a lot of stuff that we get to talk about here in that particular regards anyways have you been seeing some of the information that has been released by the national safety council i always find it interesting let me see if i can pull this up real quick um not trying to get too far but the national safety council has released some new nums some new numbers making reference um, to some different things out there about how accidents have increased despite, and they did use the word, despite COVID-19 being a thing. And they're saying that it is a 25% increase from last year to this year. So what do you think? What do you think about that? And they're saying based off the same time. So I don't know. How are you looking at this? Do you look at this and go, holy smokes, or do you turn around and go, well, it makes sense. They are saying that people are speeding more because of less people on the on the roadways. So I don't know. I, I look at it. I get excited in regards of seeing things happening, but I never know what to think about Duh. in that particular regards for sure. So anyways, as we do proceed forward, let's talk about some different things going on, a federal Appeals court has vacated the death sentence for Boston Marathon bomber, and I'm not going to butcher his name, but something with a D and something with a T, and we'll leave it at that. We'll just call him DT for short, just to make it that way. The three-judge panel made the decision based on the opinion of the original judge in the case did not vet the jury properly with regard to the possibility bias stemming from pretrial publicity. Many of the charges for DT was convicted on were upheld, but the death eligible counts the appeals court has ordered a new penalty phase trial so he could gain be sentenced to death but the government must decide first whether they want to pursue capital punishment because that was not decided back then also dt was convicted and sentenced to death back in 2015 for carrying out the april 15 15 2013 attack of the marathon finish line and his older brother tt who who died in a shootout with the police during the manhunt. The attack killed three people and injured more than 260. What do you say? What do you say there? What do you think about? We can have the whole conversation of no pain with pain. We can have the whole conversation of throw the freaking book at them. But what do you think? What's your thought process on that one? Lots to think about there, for sure. We can talk about it all day. Now, here's the funny part. I do interact with mostly safety professionals. You know that. I know that. So let's continue going down that path. What do you look at as I say that? What do you think about? Now, if you are a blame and punish organization, because we have those, let's, let's not lie. 
then maybe you're looking at it of going, punish the dude. Take him out. Or maybe you're looking at this as the other aspect and go, well, he's already being punished by being incarcerated, but you don't have to kill him. You can argue so many different things there as we talk about this. And, you know, I know that we don't work in work environments where we turn around and go, oh, we're going to kill someone or, oh, we're going to punish them to be incarcerated because that's not how it works. So I do, I don't want to get off the rocker because sometimes we get some very interesting messages across the multiverse <laughs> about what people like to say in regards of, you know, what you said on this story, it was really crazy. Well, yeah, some of the things I say are probably a little bit disturbing to some, and that's okay. Duh. But we're talking about just general sequence of events here, trying to tie them in and having some information. Anyways, a German Shepherd from Staten Island, the first dog to test positive. Yeah, I said positive for the coronavirus has died. The seven-year-old pup named Buddy started having breathing issues in mid-April, not long after his owner contracted the virus. He then began losing weight and became increasingly lethargic. His concerned owner took him to the vet, who was double was doubtful that he had the virus. He was finally tested on May 15th. It came back positive. He passed away on July the 11th. What the hell are we reporting this so late for? Should be noted the medical records show that Buddy had lymphoma, a type of cancer. National Geographic said it is unclear if the virus made him ill or if it was the case, you know, at the same timing. It was a coincidence that he had coronavirus. It's the 3rd of August. This is a July the, the 11th story. It's taken so long with some of this information getting out. I mean, think about it for a second. For sure. I mean, I don't know. I go, news stories should be in real time. That's why it's news. I don't want old news. I want real news and what's going on. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, the salmonella outbreak that stretched across 34 states infecting 400 people is believed to be linked to red onions. Red onions. The CDC is advising that anyone who bought onions from Thompson International Incorporated, including red, white, yellow, sweet onions, refrain from eating, serving, selling them. Also, any foods containing these onions should also not be consumed. Salmonella. 34 states, 400 people. What are you thinking? I mean, there's a lot to talk about. Of course, we're talking about food here. And, you know, there it always gets weird when you start talking about potential food-related issues right away. It always gets weird when we have conversations about that. And I only say that from the standpoint of, okay, everybody eats a little bit differently. You know, you could be on a keto diet. You could be a vegan. You could be a carnival. <laughs> Carnival, listen to me. <laughs> Anyways, but you could be any kind of eater that you want to be. You can eat junk food, drink junk food. I don't know. But when you hear something like this, it could affect everything across the board, especially related to like onions, flavoring, so on. What do you think then? Does it make your heart start going? Boom, 
I mean, what do you think? There's so many foods out there that can contain so much flavoring and what you have to actually put into it. What do you think about? Because now here comes the weird part. You know, I talk about that thing that makes some people crazy sometimes, but I love the hazard matrix. So before everything was going down and this whole new world of ours came about, some work environments had something called a potluck. Yeah, you know. Samantha from accounting would bring in something. Joe from the warehouse would bring something else. Rebecca from the administrative staff would bring this. And everybody would share. So now we're getting to the point we can't do that either. Because now you have to look at it. There's a possibility. Yeah, I know it's 400 cases, 34 states. But we're looking at a possibility of another cluster. Because here's the thing. Now, I've worked at some pretty interesting organizations. I have to say that. I've worked at places where if you and I had similar roles, so let's say, for instance, you were the safety director and I was the regional safety person, we couldn't be in the same flight together. Reason behind it is because the company couldn't afford for both of us to be gone if we were to die during the actual ride. So now you look at this and go, well, how the hell does that tie into anything? Duh. Well, if you bring food in, it actually has some contamination and you contaminate a whole bunch of people inside of your organization. Then what? We're living in some strange times, people. Really are. And, you know, this is me saying hypothetically what could happen. But then let's just kind of let's look at the other side of the equation. Let's say, for instance, people don't put that in place and that's okay. And something does happen inside of their organization. Then what? There's so many weird things when it comes to that, because you can sit there for a moment and go, if we think about everything that could possibly go wrong, there is more that could possibly that will go wrong than actually will. You are aware there are people out there that get paid to come up with things that could go wrong inside of a work environment. More than likely, just taking a wild guess, that person inside of the organization that does that is you. So think about this. This is something you potentially now have to add to your list. A potluck because of potential food issues. I remember actually being at a hospital and I was there for a period of time. Not me personally. I was there with somebody else. And this lady that worked at the nurse's station ends up telling us that she does not accept food from the general public. I thought it was kind of interesting. Hey, whatever. You know, you don't have to. Well, and she went into a story. And she turned around and she goes, the reason why I do not accept food from the general public is that we had someone come in and bring food and try to give it to everybody in the nurse's station. And they did. And they were cookies. Nothing was wrong with the cookies until they found out that they were placenta cookies. Oops. 
Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Safety in a way never heard of before. The Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. I don't know if you heard this over the weekend, but seven missing Marines and a sailor are feared dead after a training accident on Thursday with an amphibious assault vehicle off the coast of Southern California. The efforts to find concluded after an extensive 40-hour search when officials determined there was little probability of a successful outcome. 16 people were aboard of the vehicle when it started taking water in the vicinity of San Clemente Island. In addition, the eight missing servicemen, at least one Marine has died and two others were severely injured. Five others made it back aboard their ship. Our thoughts and prayers are with them, for sure. And other news, and always hate the transition piece because you never know where to go. You just don't. There's so many things there, so many people being affected, loss of life by uh, by giving to their country. I just never know what to say. Let's continue. COVID quick fact. The global number of confirmed COVID cases is expected to hit 18 million this week. In other words, 99.78% of humans do not have COVID-19. This is according to some information that has been posted by, looks like Fox News. So what do you think as you hear that? What's your thought process? Do you, are you a firm believer that people are doing extreme measures for this thing? Or do you sit in the other side of the equation and say that we're not doing enough? It is the court of public opinion. You know that. You knew I was going to say that. There was no doubt in my mind you knew I was going to say that. Duh. But think about it as we do go forward here. The universe was believed to approximately be 13.8 billion years old, but a new study suggests that it could be as much as 1.2 billion years younger than that. Researchers looked at the observable measurements of the Earth compared to 50 different galaxies and tweaked the Hubble constant to come up with a new age. Oh, to be a scientist. University of Oregon physicist and study lead author Jim Scrubert's approach gives Starkey different figure for the age of the universe and was once thought that he was been settled. The study was published by the Astronomical Journal. Something to think about as we do move forward. Now, this one is going to surprise you as we're going to talk about it. So, I, you know me, and I know you, and we talk about this, and I normally say uh, avoid. I like to avoid this like the plague. Well, today, we are not avoiding it. Let's get into our main news story, and let me tell you what I'm talking about. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So as you know, when I talk about it, I do not like talking politics because I just think that it becomes a major cluster in regards of doing so. Well, over the weekend, I was privy to some information that I did not know. And there is this great website. I'm going to share some information with you. That's called 
a starting point. So what is this? What is it all about? It's a pretty interesting concept. If you like Captain America, you're right. You might enjoy this a little bit even more. Let me explain to you what it is. Matter of fact, let me let them explain it to you exactly what this consists of. Hold on just one second because my computer decided to go into another feature. So let's do it this way. So what, what is your website called? What is the uh, a starting point? A starting point. If you guys could get that sweet spot where people on both sides listen to you. Hey, what's going on, dude? Um, okay, I'm going to try. I, I wrote some of this down, but mostly I'm winging it. It was an idea I had in 2017. I was watching the news, and there was something I didn't understand, and I went to Google it. And right away, I was in the weeds. There was just this mountain of information to sift through. And I thought, what if there was a way that I could get not only concise answers to common questions, but get the answers from the elected officials themselves? I take a lot of my ideas to Mark because he brings those ideas to life. Honestly, I was instantly inspired. It was a great idea. We start with a huge list of questions, every question we can possibly think of. You send it to every politician in D.C. You say you pick the ones you want to answer. You get at least, in my opinion, at least three. I think at least three, three Democrats, three Republicans to answer each question, and you keep them all to about a minute, maybe two minutes. It really was just, you know, where do we start? How do we do this? I thought, okay, well, I'll make a video, and we'll send it out to the politicians, and who wouldn't want to be a part of this? There actually are three incarnations of it. One of them, one of them I filmed in my bedroom on my laptop. Hi, I'm Chris Evans. If you're watching this video, it's because I'm hoping you'll be interested in being a part of a new media platform we're developing. It was terrible. It was, it was embarrassing. Then I did another one on my kitchen table, and that was just as terrible. Finally, we did one in L.A. It was me sitting on my couch saying, hi, I, you know, I'm Chris. I'm trying to do this thing. And it was the, the very beginning of the idea itself. It turns out a lot of people thought it was a joke. Honestly, we have a lot of responses. People think it's a bot or it's uh, fake. Most people just didn't respond. We just got no response. Says, why on earth would Chris Evans send the video? And you think, man, this is going to be a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be. So I went to my friend Joe Chiani, who has been working in politics for years through philanthropic efforts. And I said, can you help get some politicians to talk to us? Nice to see you again. Joe, how you doing, buddy? It was terrifying and exciting. Exciting because we were doing something new. Exciting because it felt like we were of service. Terrifying, Terrifying because four people had just said they were going to do it. Initially, it was very hard to get people to trust us. There have been so many Hollywood celebrities who have come through and sure. essentially tricked members yeah. of Congress. And uh, I'm, happy to trust yeah. I'm happy to jump on the phone or get a coffee or whatever. Whatever is necessary to kind of put their concerns at ease. So every time someone would leave and say, hey, thanks, that was really actually enjoyable, please tell your friends. Right. Please tell everybody. Anything we can do to help? Yeah, yeah, well, spread the word. Spread the word. We'd spread the word. Yeah. We, to, we just want to let them to Tim Scott. Best with best friends. He needs to do this. this is an opportunity for you to get to a wide audience, but hold, hold on, here, here, here he is. Hold on a second. I was like, ah, blah. We, we'd love to have you come down and, and you know, just uh, nothing you don't want to answer. And the next day, Tim Scott came in. It was amazing. Well, every time we'd go back, you'd look at the schedule for that coming week and there would just be more and more and more names. And you realize, okay, this is actually working. I think it's such a great idea to try to sort of demystify some of these policy issues. You're trying to create an atmosphere where there's a dialogue. While we were getting questions and trying to figure out the narrative of the site, there's this 
team of technicians putting together a very robust technology. That was one of the most exciting things for me, being able to be in a room with people and kind of say, this is how I want it to look, and this is what we think is the most effective approach, and then seeing it in real time, and then taking that product back to DC, and, and seeing other people's eyes light up and get excited about the mechanism, and actually saying, this is what it'll look like, this is how it will convey the information that you want to convey, that's when we really felt like we were gaining steam. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. So the first section is called Starting Points, short answers to common questions. When you click on a question, you'll see both the Democratic and Republican responses. Each contributor has a chance to attach links to further information on the issue. The more we would go back, the more we would do these interviews, the more we realized that there was a lot of issues that these elected officials wanted to talk about that didn't fit into the mechanism of Section 1. I'm not short. I want to give you details. Okay, you don't have enough time for me to explain. I can explain that, but I don't know if that fits in one of your questions. It just felt like there was a piece missing. And we started to realize this can be more than just static information. This can be a channel of, of constant information. This is where we were talking about the threads. There's this, this idea that I think still needs some massaging. Maybe, maybe they can do a 60-second video once a week. And then we thought, well, maybe why once a week? Maybe once a day. And then we thought, you know what? Why not whenever they want? How about all the time? Why, why deny this kind of channel of connectivity? So sections two and three were born. The second section is called Daily Points. Daily Points is an open forum where elected officials can upload 60-second videos on anything they want. If it's an issue in your district, yeah. do it from there. Highlight that. So it could be just like the issue du jour. So like we're talking about war powers today. Hey, I'm about to go give a speech on this topic. It's really important. Here's what I'm going to say. You can make 20 a day if you want. Section 1 informs. I think Section 2 connects. Yeah. I think Section 3 explores. explores. One of the best ways to explore an issue is through debate. Uh, and unfortunately, when you have these televised debates, the inertia moves off topic. Someone makes a great point. Before you get a chance to hear the response, it splinters. So we can Counterpoints. It's a way to have a connected, focused discussion around an issue. Section 3 is called Counterpoints. It's a back-and-forth discussion between two elected officials from across the aisle on any issue they want to explore. All their videos are shot in 60 seconds. Things that we feel may be less productive reward mechanisms, we try to remove those. No likes or dislikes on this side. The whole side. No likes or dislikes, no messages. No comments section. Uh, you can't flame me, trash me, smear exactly. me, spy me. We'll do that, we'll do that. that in our social circles. For as nervous as we were in the beginning, coming back each time to the place we knew, to people that were familiar, and started to feel like we were doing something that was working and that people wanted to participate in. Well, we're going to have to get you a permanent office. The hope is that we can become synonymous with an unbiased presentation of what is going on in Washington. The goal is to present this information as best we can without tipping the scales, to make sure voters understand the issues clearly and that their voices can be heard. I got into politics because I wanted to help people. Bigger diversity of voices. To do good. Climate change. Veterans issues. A recognition that other people may have different points of view, but that we're all American, that we love our country very deeply. The more people involved in politics, the better. And hopefully for the people who have no experience in this arena will find this site to be a intuitive and friendly access point. This is a platform of communication around the electorate. You know, it doesn't sound that sexy when you put it that way. But, <laughs> woo-hoo, but so sign up. So anyways, that is a website called A Starting Point. So like I said, was made familiar about it over the weekend. I really think that it has some good information and it can answer a lot of political questions that you might have getting it directly from the source opposed to actually getting 
other people's opinion. They kind of go back and forth. It's a great website to look at, startingpoint.com. Just want to make sure that we're extremely clear here. This website or the company or organization is not paying us anything to actually reference it. I just thought that because there's so many references to politics, as we have discussions from time to time, that I thought might be important for us to have that discussion here today. Something to think about for sure. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, so let's start taking some deep dives here. Some dives, dives, dives. If you are a person who enjoys watching professional wrestling or dancing with the stars, you might be familiar with this story. Or it could be new to you. Twin sisters and former WWE superstars Nikki Bella and Brie Bella have given birth. Yeah, you heard me correctly there. Nikki welcomed her first child, a little boy with her fiancé, on Friday, July the 31st. Brie welcomed her second child, also a little boy, with her husband Daniel Bryan, which his name is not really Daniel Bryan, it's Bryan Danielson, on August the 1st, making it the three-year-old daughter the big sister. So congratulations to both of them as that does move forward. Anyways, let's continue real quick. Uh, Let's see. Marriage. We're going to skip those. And let's go into some of the stuff that's going on inside of the world of politics. When newly minted Biden Veep frontrunner Karen Bass lamented the death of Fidel Castro in 2016, she didn't really mean it, she says. Talking to Chris Wallace of Fox News on Sunday, she said that she would not have put out the statement that she did if she could do it again when castro when castro left the her office or excuse me crockett the office this is a statement and said the part the passing of the commitment of the el jefe is a great loss to the people of cuba bass also frequently traveled to cuba during her teens and 20s but says that she was working for humanitarian efforts like building houses worth asking if Castro's regime was so great for the people of Cuba. Why didn't humanitarian teams have to go there in the first place? I guess it's a question to ask. Really think about it. Anyways, Dr. Fauci was asked a series of questions at the house hearing on Friday, how recent protests and riots may contribute to the spread of the coronavirus. Representative Jim Jordan, a Republican out of Ohio asked his, If protests increase the spread of the virus, Dr. Fauci responded by saying that any crowd contributes to the spread, but purposely chose to stop short of connecting the two. I can tell you that if crowds are known to increase the acquisition and transmission, no matter what the crowd is there for, said Fauci. Anyways, no winner for, let's see, no, I lied. I lied. I'm so accustomed to say that nobody won that I was already going into default mode. A winning ticket sold in California on Friday nights for Mega Million Drawing. The winner has the option of taking a $22 million cash payout. That's a lie. They have $22 million jackpot that they can get or a $17.9 million cash payout. I guess the choice is yours. Tuesday's drawing now will be for $20 million or 16.3 cash payout. No winner for Saturday night's Powerball drawing. Wednesday's drawing will be for $147 million jackpot or 121.2 million-dollar cash payout. Before I forget to tell you, because I, I only said it once so far, love is universal. just want to make sure I tell you that. Anyways, no weekend reporting to talk about for the box office. Need Do I need to tell you why? Reason behind it? Because there's not really that many movie theaters that are open and no really no any hardly any new movies coming out, at least at the movie theater. Anyways, Jamie Spears opened up about 
his daughter's conversation or conservationship and the Free Britney movement in an interview with The Post. According to the publication, Spears called for the movement a joke, saying that all these conspiracy theorists don't know anything. The world don't have a clue. It's up to the court of California to decide what is best for my daughter. It's no one else's business. He also spoke on the claims that he steals his daughter's money, saying, I have to report every nickel and dime spent to the court every year. How in the hell would I steal something? As many fans know, Britney Spears has been in a 12-year legal conservativeship after suffering a public breakdown in 2007. Another court hearing is scheduled for later this month to determine whether or not to extend the conservatorship beyond August 22nd. So, something to think about as you hear that. Good old Britney Spears. Long story on that one. should look it up if you're not familiar with it. You might be surprised. Chad Johnson took a plea deal in a domestic violent case. The former bachelorette, a former bachelorette star, pled no contest to one count of vandalism and one count of intimidating a witness. The four other charges that he is facing a corporal injury, battery, trespassing, and vandalism were dropped, according to the deal. Johnson was sentenced to 36 months of probation and will have to take domestic violence classes. Shouldn't that say, like, anti-domestic violence classes, not domestic violence classes? Anyways, he was arrested back in February after allegedly getting into a physical altercation with his girlfriend. Well, that was not good. Why the hell would you do that? Duh. Anyways, time to talk about the king of king, kings of all media here. The rumor on the street is that Howard Stern is looking to retire when the five-year deal at Sirius XM expires at the end of the year. But insiders are saying, eh, that's not true. Former Stern sidekick Steve Grillo claimed that the media legend is stressed and wants to retire at the end of the year. But the Sirius insiders told Page Six that Stern is still at the top of his game and may be close to signing what could be the biggest contract of his career. That means a lot. Sirius XM CEO Jim Meyer said that he is in talks to retain Stern. I have to tell you, as a kid, I would have never thought that I'd be talking about Howard Stern this many years afterwards. Um, Still the best to ever do it, hands down. Some people might not like some of the things that he says, but interview-wise and what he's able to accomplish and the attention that he can get, sorry, people, the best to ever do it. That is why he will always be known as the king of all media. Anyways, let's continue. Michael Jackson reportedly wanted to play an X-Men character. According to an ex, an expose in The Hollywood Reporter, the king of pop had set his sights up to playing bald, wheelchair-bound Professor Charles Xavier in the film, which came out back in 2000. He went as far as to schedule a meeting with the controversial director Brian Singer and the film's producer at the time, for which he prepared to elaborate. An elaborate presentation. According to the outlet, a source close to the film said that the reporter that Jackson was never seriously considered for the role, which ultimately went to Star Trek's alum, Patrick Stewart. Interesting to know. James Corden is in line to replace Ellen DeGeneres should she be forced to walk away from her talk show. I would imagine there has to be a name change to the show. <laughs> Can't have the Ellen DeGeneres show with James Corden. According to the Sun, Gordon. Could take over the daytime slot after dozens of employees accused of generous of turning blind eye to racism, bullyism, 
bullying, and sexual harassment on the set. Even fellow celebs such as Brad Pitt and Leah Thompson said that they witnessed mistreatment of the staff when they appeared as guests on the show. However, internal email from DeGeneres executive producer states that she will be getting back to work later this month. According to some more news, Seth Rogen revealed that his 2008 stoner comedy, Pineapple Express almost had a sequel, but Sony shut it down due to budgetary concerns. Rogan told Howard Stern that the modest hit made $101.6 million at the worldwide box office, received about 16.8% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, so he was stunned when the production company said no. Ironically, the sequel sort of happened when Rogan directed a debut, This Is The End. The film features a cast of... Pineapple expresses avert versions of themselves in the flex cast hunkers down in Rogan's home during an alien invasion in LA to pass the time. And they film the sequel. I don't know. I thought the movie was okay. I mean, I didn't love it. I like, I, I mean, I like Seth Rogan. I'm not saying that I don't, but you know, it wasn't my favorite. Duh. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. This is Figer's Law. One of the great things about America is that we always felt safe in our homes, our schools, our neighborhoods, and in our places of worship. All that's changed now. We're afraid to send our children to school. We're afraid to go to crowded shopping centers. We're afraid to worship at our churches, our synagogues, and mosques. We never know when it might be our turn to be shot. And they always told us that Russia, or the communists, or Al-Qaeda was our real enemy. Ha! We've willingly given up our safety, and our conscience, and our American way of life to lobbyists for the NRA. The hope and the illusion of a humming economy never trumps everything that really makes America great. Remember, if you don't stand for something, you end up standing for nothing. This is Figer's Law. We at Safety FM FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's continue real quick. Zach Efron is looking to relocating to Australia permanently. Sources told TMZ that the actor wants to get away from the paparazzi, but it isn't looking to totally leave the entertainment industry. Zach has been hanging out in and around Byron Bay for the past few months, hoping to avoid the coronavirus ca- crisis that are plaguing the United States. So, well, good for him, if that's what he's interested in doing. Let's continue, continue, continue in regards to some additional news. Let's talk a little bit about the world of sports. The coronavirus is causing headaches for the major league baseball players. The Cardinals, the Cardinals, listen to me, the Cardinals versus the Brewers series in Milwaukee was postponed over the weekend due to several staff members with the St. Louis team testing positive for the virus following the news of outfielder Lorenzo Canes announced that he is opting out of the remainder of the 2020 season. Meanwhile, the Miami Marlins saw no new positive test results in the last round of testing over the weekend, but the second baseman Exan Diaz also opted out. The Philadelphia Phillies were permitted access to the Citizen Bank Park for workout Saturday afternoon after playing the Marlins last weekend, yet none of the players tested positive for the virus. The Phillies-Yankees games 
have been rescheduled for today and Tuesday in New York and Wednesday and Thursday in Philadelphia. Miami will play four game series in Baltimore on Tuesday through Thursday, a doubleheader one of the days. Other games have been postponed or being rescheduled as well. Wow, this sounds like a whole cluster F in regards to getting a lot of this shit done. That's for sure. I don't even know if it's worth doing. Think about it. A lot of stuff to think about there, for sure. But what do I know? I'm just sitting here and I talk to you about what's going on. That's for sure. More sarcasm than a Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R Safety Show. Talking a little bit about more of things going on out there in the world. Tom Brady turns 43 today. Michael Earl, actor from Fast and Furious, turns 47. James Hetfield, yeah, from that little band. You might have heard of it. It's called Metallica. He turns 57 today. Martha Stewart turns 79. Martin Sheen turns 80. And Tony Bennett, yeah, Tony Bennett turns 94. Let's talk about a couple different things before I forget and make sure that we get to it for sure. Numero uno. If you're struggling with depression, suicidal thoughts, or so on, there's a number you can call and they can help you. That's 1-800-273-TALK. 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-8255. Keep in mind that this is a 24-hour-a-day, seven-days-a-week phone number that you can access, and they will counsel you and see what they can do in regards to being able to assist with you. And I'm talking about assist from a good benefit type of thing, not to be any kind of mis- misunderstanding of what I'm trying to say. The other portion there, keep in mind that they are not a texting number, so you can't text a number because they're unable to reply. But if you do go to the website suicidepreventionlifeline.org, that's suicidepreventionlifeline.org, they will be able to assist you. They do have a chat box available that they can actually communicate back and forth with you right there. The other thing that we've been talking quite a bit about here on the show, want to make sure that we do talk about it some more, and this is this. Missingkids.org, you know, every once in a while, you'll get on your your phone, you'll get an alert about an Amber Alert. Do you ever want to know what happens afterwards about these kids that could be potentially missing that are not found and so on? If you do go to missingkids.org, it is the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children website. They can actually give you some more additional information about those potential missing kids or some missing kids that are inside of your area. So if you can go to that website, go there, find out some more information on how you might be able to assist Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, currently they're not taking a lot of volunteers because of everything going on with the pandemic, but they are accepting financial donations. So if you're able to do that, that would be much of some great help for them um, in regards of trying to ex- find some of these exploited children and missing children that are out there. A couple things that we have going on real quick that I want to talk about. If you're hanging out and you're going to be around on Thursday, the 6th, that night, Sam Goodman and myself will be having an event called A Question About Equality. It's a conversation that we'll be having online, virtual conference, virtual live conference, or interaction, let's call it an interaction, where you can ask questions about Sam and some of the journey that he's been through. This will not actually be broadcast on Safety FM or streamed like this. If you do go to safetyfm.io, there's some additional information there. You can get a ticket. The ticket's free to get in, but we only kind of do it for the people that come into the group opposed to actually just having it open and posted. We will never air it on Safety FM. It will only thing that we will leave with is what we actually learned that night and the memories. So keep that in mind as we do move forward. So that's something I wanted to bring up. And then last but not least, I want to bring this up. A lot of people have asked me for this for a long period of time, so I have decided to move forward with it, and I'm very excited about finally being able to announce it. 
but a lot of people have been asking me for a long time, why don't I do a class or a session about podcasting? So there you go. The art of podcasting. We're going to finally do it. I'm going to host an event on safetyfm.io called The Art of Podcasting. We will go everything about how to start a podcast, how you might be interested in doing everything inside of the podcast world. That will be available on September the 2nd, 2020 at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Now, we do have a couple of different options available there. Some of the portion I will teach you what needs to be done, and I will tell you everything that I kind of did um, in regards to getting this thing off the ground, the different podcasts that I've helped out with. But with a couple of the versions of the ticket, we will give you the hosting platform for a year included in the price of the ticket. Yeah, most people don't do that. So, um, so for a whole year, and it will give you kind of a big extreme of things that you can do on this platform. So if you're interested, you can go to safetyfm.io for more information or if you want to sign up. Anyways, thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM. That is the listener. I know who you are. You know who I am. Oh, and before I forget, tomorrow, tomorrow, we get the CIA involved in the Jay Allen show. That drops tomorrow, 3 a.m. Eastern time. Yeah, CIA involved on the Jay Allen Show. Think about that. Anyways, I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.